0: Rambam, Perkimo, Halachah Daled, Afal P <coughs> Shetekias Shayfan, Rosh Hashanah Gazeres Even though uh, the blowing of the shayfar on Rosh Hashanah is a degree from the Scripture, Remez Yesh Boy. Remez There is a hint in the blowing of the shofar. A hint is a act that one does to convey a message. However, the message is not explicit. I think the expression of the Gemara is Chakima Daya when a wise person so a hint is enough the more sophisticated your ability is to understand the given, for example, social dynamic, the more even the slightest hint will give you direction of which way to go you notice the person you speak to squirming in the chair you say, "Maybe maybe we should stop now because from their body language you there was a hint that they wanted to go an obvious hint is when people look repeatedly at their watch so it's a hint that they don't want to be where they are, they want to go, they're, they're, they're late, they're, they're moving on but there's, there's a, a thousand, hundreds of, thousands, hundreds of thousands of ways that hints can occur but the principle of the hint is that it's a way of communicating where the onus of gaining the full power of the message is on the receiver, not the giver. The receiver, he has to interpret the message of the giver, the giver saying it in a cryptic form. He's not saying explicitly. So the shofar is a remez, that means you can sit in shul and you can hear the blast and you can fulfill the Gizaris HaKosov And you can miss the Remez Completely <coughs> What is the Remez of Shaifa?" Says the uh, Rambam Kloymar Uru uru Yeshaynim Mishinaschem Uru uru Awake awake Sleepers <us> From your sleep Vahekitsu <us> Nirdomim Mishinaschem and arouse slumberers from your slumber. So we have to understand the chiluk between shena and tardemo, and between his oyerus and hikitsu. Two different levels, degrees of sleep. W- w- what is sleep? Now, what sleep is is when a person. Is geographically located. He's located. His body is in one place, and his being is elsewhere. When you sleep, you dream. When you dream, your—if I say where you are now, you say, "Well, I'm on a, I'm on a yacht which is flying through the sky, and there's pink elephants on the clouds." It's called a dream. It's totally unreal. It's fantastical. It has no bearing on reality. But actually, you're located in a specific place, you're lying on a bed, if it be a yeshiva bed, it's narrow, the mattress is thin, that's where you are. But if I say to you, where are you now, if I could, if I could walk into your head and speak to you in state of dreams and say, tell me what's going on, what do you see around in your life, what's, what's, what's life about? You say, it's blissful, I'm flying through the sky on a yacht, it's magnificent. And you're unaware that that's actually not where you are at all. You're in a small little dorm room. Or wherever you may be. That's called shenan. That means when a person is asleep, his body and his mind are not in the same place and he's not present in the moment. It's the deepest description of not being where you are. It's the, the furthest Distance from being located, living in the moment, being in touch with your surroundings You're completely out of touch, you're in a different state Not only you're out of touch, you can't see, you can't hear, you're away Everything that the Word's telling you, the world's telling you something and you're blind, you're deaf and you're dumb to it So you have to awaken from that sleep Now what happens after that sleep now has been wiped away from your eyes? Now you have to look at your meisim Ch'zru b'tshuva and come back b'tshuva. So that stage one is hisoirus, stage two is the hekitsu near domim. So there's a awakening, an awakening, two kinds of awakening, and now there's a chippus. That's stage three. It's a searching. Chzru Tshuva is stage 4 it's a return V'zichru Be'ochem and stage 5 is a reconnection with your Creator Now this phrase is a very interesting phrase in the Rambam says the Rambam Eilu HaShoykchim Esa'emes P'Hav Le'Azman All of a sudden the Rambam switches from second person to third person before it was the Shofar speaking to me and now it's the Rambam commenting on the people that the Shofar was speaking to and I believe what the, Rambam doing is, what the Rambam is doing now is he's qualifying the phrase of I used a metaphor previously of sleepers now what is it translated into practical terminology who are the sleepers? they are the azman. I think that corresponds to the Sheinim they forget the truth in the vanities of the time we'll explain what Zman means or what Hevel means Hevel is hot air and Zman is the changing nature of the world. Zman is not a constant, it's always in flux so they forget the MS which is the reality what causes that is they get distracted and just like the sleepers dream, so too. They have an orientation, a location, that's called MS. And they're not there in the MS. Shoykhinesa MS. Their Shaina is a forgetting of the reality because they are living in a dream world. The dream world called Havle Hazman. They're not in touch with reality. They're living in a world which doesn't exist. It's Hevel. It has no substance. Hevel means it has no substance. It's hot air. But the hot air is generated by the changing nature of time. The shoigim call Shnasam behevil vurik, and they invest, they spend all their years in Hevel, hot air, vurik, and emptiness. And that L'chor corresponds to the Sheinah and the Tardema, the two stages. Well, where's Taimah the through them? Asher lo'yo'il v'lo'yotzil And <coughs> this investment that they make and this kind of occupation that they have in their lives lo'yo'il um, v'lo'yotzil As much as they may feel it's productive for them to invest in these occupations. Oh, it's so crucial. You need to be a qualified botanist if you want to become an accountant, say they. Meaning you think that this is going to be a to'eles. And the Rambam says, no, no, no. You're living in a dream world. But you think that the dream world the world is reality and therefore you invest in it. But it doesn't take a help. It's lo'yoyil. And if you're in trouble, it's lo'yatzil. And now the Rambam returns back to the, third, to the second person. Hibitu l'nafshei So now the shofer is speaking again. So the Eilu Lechoi was parenthetical. It was in brackets. And now it goes back to what the Shafa keeps on telling us. Hibitu Look at yourselves. Then, once you've looked at yourselves, V'heitivu Improve your ways. Derech Derech is a habit. Something that you're doing, and that's not right, so you have to make it better. That refers to the maisima pratim, those are the detailed actions. And leave all of you a way which is bad. And a plan which isn't good. That's all the remnants of the shofar now, for some reason, the Rambam learns that the shoifa is the mechanism which allows a shift in the state of consciousness. When a person's awoken from a sleep, it means that he was in a state of consciousness where his brain was in one place, his being was in one place, and then, whoa, wake up! All of a sudden, his brain, his being, everything shifts. So the Shoifer is a shift, there's a massive, massive shift. He's shifted from where to where? Well, he's shifted from the state of <laughs> He's shifted from a state where he's seduced, intoxicated by a false position of reality, and all of a sudden he becomes he's like, he's, he's awoken, he becomes, he's drunk and he becomes sober all of a sudden he goes, oh my gosh, where am I? what is going on over here? oh no, I can't believe where I am how does the Rambam mean practically? many of us, in the course of our lives, have had what we call epiphanies realizations, whereby we realize something what well, we something we did something that happened to us and in a, a split second we see it in a very different light it's this kind of this, this flash of a, of of insight where we look back at something and we think oh my gosh that's what it was all about I understand something about myself something about reality and you get what happened to give you an example from my own personal life something I realized and it's a realization that I, that it is very very kind of uh, confrontational to my, my way of being I realized recently that there's a huge part of my teaching which became a vehicle for a very negative mida call that negative mida, it's somewhere between Give and COVID but it was utilizing the vehicle of teaching of allowing myself to tread on people and to show them how bad they are and by implication to prop myself up to show myself how good I am. And it was very hard to spot because I was dressed up in a whole lot of realizations, a whole lot of justifications and you know it's for the chinuch of of the people, you're not doing it for yourself. But I had the realization because one of our children, um, we're working with them, and a teacher pointed out that you're not going to build, you're not going to build a child by smashing them, and. It was so obvious that that's true. It was so obvious that that was true. And then that caused me to reflect on my life and the way that I present often lessons and comments. And I realized that I do that the whole time. And then it doesn't build. And it was a shocking awakening for me. And it was literally an awakening. Because it's not that I knew I was doing it all along. And I just hadn't confronted it. It was I hadn't been able to see that that's what I was doing. I didn't see. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't read it that way. I read it. I read my life as being this, and then with this realization, no, that wasn't what my life was. My life was. My life wasn't being mechanech people with a strong hand because that's what they needed. My life was a using the classroom forum as a way of bolstering up my own insecurities to make myself feel better by making other people feel worse pathetic Pakitsa not good so that's a, that's a realization now at that point in time all I've got is a realization what do I do with that realization? so I believe that's the next the next the he doesn't stop there. He says, That's why this perspective, and until now it's all been talking about Rosh Hashanah and now the Rambam goes onto the year. He says this should be the way of being. You have to see yourself, as being hung in the balance you're on the verge of doing something and the world also is in the balance you did one deviation you called the entire world to go into the scale of liability and you caused destruction you did one mitzvah. You incline the scales for yourself and for the whole world. The for the good, for the good, and you caused salvation and redemption. and That's Pshat in the process, tzadik Stage one, says the Rambam Chat in the process, tzaddik. You made yourself as a tzaddik. How did you do that? You did one maisa. And that created Yusoyed, Olam. That created a Yusoyed to the world. So what's the Rambam Zafihach? And Understand what the the Zafihach is, is that I had an insight. My insight is, there's something going very wrong in my life. And I can see <coughs> it. My bad middles are coming out. But insight isn't enough. So now I've got that insight. So now what? Well, okay, now I know that I'm a Mushkas. Great. How does that help? So, it's fascinating. The insight may lead me to think that I'm now trapped. I'm, not, I'm trapped because I've pointed out a fault inside of myself which is irreparable. It's, it's, a, it's a part of my being. Says the Rambam, do not look at it that way don't think that you can't change eh? and don't think that the change you do won't make a difference first of all realize first of all realize that if you look at yourself as a foregone conclusion you can't make a difference and you can't change so then you're looking at yourself as Kuloi Chayef if you don't see yourself bichlal and you think you're perfect you look at yourself as kula zakai Look at yourself as chetzio'i zakai which means as follows that of course you've got stuff to work on but you've got a lot to offer so you have to live with the chisorin and you have to live with the maila so at the same time I realize now that I've got a problem because I use my insight, let's say, into people's fallibility to press them down as opposed to build them up. But I've got my because I've got insight to see that they've got perhaps an issue, but they can we can bring it out. It doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a uh, an insult, it doesn't have to be a breaking, it can be a building. So, when you see yourself as Chetzir Zanka, Chetzir Chayev, it means that your next action isn't guaranteed to be good, but it's not guaranteed to be bad. What does it mean? It means you have to act on it. Nice is when you act on it, you'll think, okay, I act on it, but the only person I'm affecting is myself. Says the Rambam. and you don't understand how you impact the world when you make your little decisions. Because, you don't know for sure, but theoretically speaking, The entire world, the entire world could be hanging in the balance right this second. You have no idea. And your act could transform the path that the world takes. And even if it's not hanging in the balance, it means that's the weight of your act. If it would be hanging in the balance and your act would be able to transform the world, it means even if it's not hanging in the balance and it doesn't practically transform the world, it has the potential to do so. You follow? Meaning it has tremendous gravity. So now, you look at yourself and you say, I'm not perfect. I'm Chetzi and zaka." But because I can use the Chetzi zaka, I can use the Kuechus I, I have inside of me, and I can be Machria tzad Choyv, tzad Choyv, tzad Chus, but I can be Machria tzad Chus, I can make an impact, I can change myself. And when I change myself, I can the, the power of that act is to change the entire world. So you live with this, 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 you become vested with the power of responsibility. And the power of the responsibility becomes much more than a challenge that you're confronting and limited to your own personal space. Every single act you do is connected to the fabric of the universe and it impacts it with incredible power. So you think to yourself, you know, okay, so I'm not going to wash my machirini. No. Just sit down. You know, there's some people, you have some vague notion that some people don't wash my machirini, so I'm not going to wash my machirini. So decide not to wash my machirini. Okay, so, could be that that act saved the world had you done it. And now, you have to, you have to, you must start. A bracha, a shachis, the mount of... We look upon everything. We, we look it upon ourselves in a very... I look upon myself in a very selfish light. The light that I look upon myself in is... It's my life. I do my kind of stuff. If I mess up, I mess up for me. If I fix up, I fix up for me. The Ramam says, You're unaware of where you are, my friend. Part of the awakening from the sleep... Is realizing you live in a world. The sleep is you think that your life ends with you. The sleep, uru yishainim Mishinashem. awake slumbers from your sleep. <coughs> What's your sleep? You think that you're in your own head, but that's it's not a reality. You're ready. You're in the bedroom. You're not flying on a cloud somewhere. You're in the bedroom, so you can avoid it. You can be intoxicated. You can be asleep. But, but at some point in time, that behavior lo silver, lo yoyo, You'll be in trouble, because if something isn't going to help you and something's not going to save you, it means that you're on a path which is deeply destructive. So the sleep. That we experience is the perception that we're not connected to a world, and our actions are inconsequential. We're living in this world where we feel that what we do, what we do, doesn't make a difference. That's called asleep. It's called you don't know where you are. It's called you don't know the impact of your. You don't understand the greatness of your being. When you're asleep, you think that you, you're in your own world. You're in the Rabbi Shalom's world, and he's made you B'Tselem Kim, which means. Every tiny, tiny minute thing you do, every time you say Amen. You affect our world. Every time you put on trillion, you think I'm putting on trillion for me. No. You're putting on trillion for the world. It's amazing the power of a single mitzvah there. the base stock of Adyum Yom because of this, because of the shofar, because it creates this awareness. So, the way we do mitzvahs and ma'isim toivim during the series of Yom Tov from Rosh Hashanah until Yom Kippur is more than the rest of the year. That's the inyan of slichos that people is people wake up and they daven. But What's very interesting is, isn't this a fast? The Ramam says, you do this in series Serisamei Chiva and then you stop. Why don't you continue doing it the rest of the year? So there's three good darim. The, the, the first is the, what the Shafer does. The second is how it impacts your year. And the third is how it impacts your series of made Chiva. But I don't understand, aren't you, aren't you just feeling yourself and feeling Hashem by saying in series of Chiva you're going to be a Tzaddik and then after... Yom Kippur, you're going to regress. Marshal uh, the Maad Dime. Ah, the Marshal. There was a zoo. The highlight of the zoo, especially in Jerusalem, the love the monkeys. Monkeys are, are very entertaining because monkeys come from man. So they eat. Fascinating to watch because they've got so many human characteristics monkeys come from man The major said that in the Dwarf, Dwarf Lager, right? Dwarf logger, of course who made a group of people into monkeys That's why they've got such Pronounced human characteristics. So Taka once were men So, yeah. so monkeys are made from man Sorry? So the monkeys come from man and that's why they, 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 they got these like human things that you can you can mis- you can see the humanity that's still resi- the residues of humanity in them. But people love watching monkeys, especially Yerushalmi. And they go to the zoo, and Echolmer is a big time to go to the zoo. The zookeeper comes to have Sukkis, and both his monkeys die. This means basically no one's coming to the zoo. It's desperate. He it puts an advert in the paper. For acrobats, he doesn't put in the advert ma- in the paper to like you know to hire monkeys because uh, it will be a giveaway. Acrobats, two people apply for the job. Fantastic acrobatic skills. They can impersonate monkeys no problem. Swing from trees, somersaults, to the works. Fantastic. He hires them to be monkeys for Cholmoyd. He Pays them a fortune. It's worth it. He makes a massive profit. Transfers to Cholmeide. The zoo is packed and the people are glued to the monkey enclosure and they're doing a fantastic job. They. Kind of, they running on their four fours and they're swinging from the trees and they've got these long tails. And there's one woman who's particularly fascinated and she's there from nine o'clock in the morning till three o'clock in the afternoon. Six hours, fixated. As she's leaving, zoo so closing, and she the, the monkeys, the monkeys think everyone has left the so one says that was exhausting she says that was exhausting and as he says that this woman turns around and she says ah! I heard that I've been duped those aren't real monkeys those are men zookeeper realizes the consequences of this and he doesn't want really to lose his money he says No, not men he says what do you mean they think about it logically He says, how long have you been here? She says, six hours. He says, of those six hours, how much of the time have they been monkeys? (laughs) She says, six hours. He says, no! He says, six hours they've been monkeys. And they say one comment. That there was a hard day. And because of that, they're men. They're monkeys. (laughs) Obviously, the zookeeper's reasoning is faltered. Because if you only see a person as a man, it can be a monkey for six hours. He just passes one comment and you see the humanity. It just takes one comment. Mm-hmm. Go to Sezumay Chuvah and through the process of Chuvah, through the process of the Shofar, you rediscover the Godless. You awaken yourself to who you are. You shift state, and no longer do you live in Gashmi, in the world bound by the, bound by the strong current of modern society. You free yourself. To a place where you can connect to the eternal values and essence of what Torah prescribes, and then you find that part inside of yourself, and you realize it doesn't matter that the rest of the year I was living like a monkey. I now see what I am, and then you say, Do "You know what? I want you to be there. I can't perpetuate it because the mechanism of change is time. Time um, requires time, but for those ten days, I can live on the Madraga where you can see that I'm not a monkey. After that, when I, if, I, if I regress, I understand I've got to plan how to get out of it. But I know I live with the memory of what I am. It just takes two words, even though you can be a monkey for 10 hours, 10 days, a year. Two words tell me I'm not a monkey. We're not monkeys. You're not a monkey, I'm not a monkey. We're see one Rosh Hashanah exposes ourselves to seeing the HaMalekim. And once we've seen that, the Chatzioi Zakai becomes the powerful force that propels us ahead into a year with incredibly close connection to the Reboim and